Hi, this is Now Showing Podcast number 50. Yes. Big 5-0. The big 5-0. Finally made it there. Did you think we are going to do this? No. <laughs> I didn't think... Well, I mean, I kind of did and I kind of didn't. I kind of thought that, you know, we, it would depend on how, how much time we had and this kind of content that we... But we've just been seeing so much that it's, it's, it's kind of been re- really good and worth it to have two podcasts every week. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, like... The amount of stuff that we watch in a week, um, mm. probably most people wouldn't probably do in a month mm. or even yeah. like even six months. And and I think that's actually really important because when I look at a lot of other podcasts, they they tend to focus just on one thing for an hour, and I I actually don't like that format. I think that's I don't, I don't know. It, it depends on what you're what you're reviewing. I yeah, guess. and and you have to be very passionate about mm. it. Um, but like at that same time. I don't think I could really talk for an hour f- about just one, one thing. thing unless mm. it's monumentally important to me but yeah I exactly. probably would even say an hour is not even worth it yeah so we get well yeah exactly so that's the reason why we we like to do what we what we do currently with which is talk about what we've seen for that week yeah yeah so we have two podcasts to talk about that okay so on with number 50 We've got two interesting, very interesting films to talk about. Yeah, I would say quite similar to each other. But kind of, yeah. Kind of. Yeah, kind of in the same kind of... Well, one's, one's definitely considered a Western. The other one, I think, is Western when it's in that time um, period. Would you consider it a Western? No. Yeah. Yeah, well, well, Western doesn't just mean, like, shooting and... No, I, I actually believe that's the biggest misconception. I've, mm. And I, oh, that's why I kind of roll the other one into almost a western as well but yeah yeah because it's about the out about you think about like homesteading and and rural rural. and like isolation yeah yeah and a lot of those and when when they were settling in that time like between the 19 i'd say the 1960s 30s to 60s that's kind of like that and you think about um Goodness gracious, we saw a movie not so long ago and that was exactly... Oh, yeah, you know, like, uh, Jeremiah Johnson. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jeremiah Johnson. Like, homesteading, like, you know, yeah. like, starting from the beginning and building your way up. Yeah. Very similar. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I, that's why I consider it a Western in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah both of these films, in, in some ways, are kind of Westerns as well, yeah. as dramas. Okay, so um, our first one is A World to Come. I loved it. I, I just I don't know I don't know what to say about this. Mm. The like it was, it was a very moving story. It, uh, it seemed like like a fever dream almost, like totally surreal. Mm. Um, I think that's the way the way it was formatted because yeah. it was narrated all the way through. And I, you know what? Sometimes movies like that just it's very difficult to get it right because sometimes the narration can actually can actually cause the um, viewer to, to really focus on what, what the person's talking about rather than what they're trying to show or convey, you know, um, on, on screen. So I think sometimes it can be disruptive and other times it actually moulds everything together and I think that's that worked really well for this. I tell you one thing... Um, I love the narration. Yeah, I was going to say, like, when she's talking about, like, in love, like, my heart... Yeah, honestly, the narration... It was almost like poetry. To, yeah. to me, that narration was so beautiful. At, at times, it was even better than what they were actually conveying on screen. Yeah, and, you know, like, I loved when... Um, 
she would say something and then she'll say something in her head yeah and then she'll say something yeah but it's different because obviously she she's it, her husband was there, yeah. and she was really thinking, I love you, but really she just was like, yeah. Cool. And also the part where, where it shows her going back in time at the very end. Yeah. Like all those those entries, they were all um, entries in her diary, but, she, but we never Yeah, we because never obviously heard. they were very secret. Yeah. And obviously almost like an alternative like timeline where... But it kind of made sense because I, when, I was th when I was looking at the times that she, that she was narrating from her diary... I was like, hang on, there's like a whole, there's days missing, like so many days missing. And it sometimes... I'm guessing those were very The secret, secret ones, yeah. And that's what made it even more like important to me because mm. it was like she was only talking about the things she could and kept all of the like really erotic stuff to herself and didn't really share it. And then at the, at the end you could see it all, like what was going on between her and this woman. And that's the reason why I think it was so like... I don't know, it was like almost like a puzzle and there were li little missing bits and then when they showed the end, it was all kind of fit together. Yeah. Um, uh, it's, 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 it's an unusual movie. I don't know what it is. It seems very kind of basic in the sense that like, um, like uh, I think it's Barry Lydon used a lot of uh, cameras which can use a lot of natural light and it seemed very like natural light. Like, like you know, when you go into a room and, and there's just a candle yeah. and not like there's studio lights, lights everywhere yeah, yeah. it seemed very dark yeah and yeah. I, I think maybe they could have used similar camera setup to that I'm not 100% sure yeah yeah and it seemed organic yeah organic yeah and that kind of does affect the mood I think of, of the scene as well like the amount of light that's actually in the room but yeah so a world to come is about four people really even though it primary fo primarily yeah, it's, focuses it's, on... It's an unusual movie because it yeah. really focuses on... The women. Obviously, the, the wives. Yeah. But then it, it focuses on their relationship with, with their the, own partners. Yeah. As well as with each as, other. And then also their relationship with the opposite yeah, yeah, partner. Yeah, that's what I mean. It's so... Yeah. And that, it, it is actually... When you talk about simplicity, in some ways it is quite simple, but in others it isn't. Because when you add more people to the mix, it becomes a lot more complicated. And I think there was a lot going on in Tally's life that we didn't know. And they only showed like a very small part. It kind of irked me. That was the only thing. Yeah, because you couldn't see. Because obviously it's Catherine Waterston's character is narrating all the way through. So it's her story primarily. So that would make sense because obviously Tally wasn't able to tell her everything that was going on in her life. But she knew something wasn't right. Because as soon as Tally stopped seeing her... Yeah, but that kind of begs the question that if if they're constantly moving, has Tally done this before? Mm. And the husband's like, no, no, yeah. no. I'm oh, just... actually, that's very interesting. I never even thought of that. Because, well, you know what? When you mention that, I kind of think maybe she did. Because Catherine Waterston's character, Edie, was it Edie? No, not Edie, sorry. Catherine Waterston's character... I, I, okay, I don't remember the character's name. But she was so much more involved, I think, in the relationship. Oh, she she was 150%. In love with Tally. Yeah, and I think Tally was, but she was like... She kind of knew she the was, danger. She, yeah. she was very... Yes, that kind of standoffish about it. And I think she kind of knew that, like, if her, if her husband found out yeah, bad stuff will happen so that's why she was kind of like very very yeah 
standoffish. Yeah, standoffish in yeah. some ways. And I think that was frustrating, very frustrating for um, Catherine Waterston's yeah, character. I've, I've, that was my kind of beef with her. And like she was like very, well, she wasn't very open about it, but she kind of gave the emphasis. And like, and what I found really wonderful about it was like her support from her husband. You're talking about Catherine Waterston? Yeah. Yeah, so that, and that's another, that's what I mean. That actually, uh, that actually causes more complexity, I think, because in a way it wasn't just about those women, it was about the way that their respective partners were actually, how, how they were kind of on the outside looking in and how they were reacting to this. And that's that, that is one of the most important parts of it, I think, is because Catherine Waterston was more free, it was a lot freer to experience what she was feeling than Tally. And that makes me re that makes me think that what you said was probably the case, that her husband knew what was going on, he knew something wasn't right, and that's why they moved up, moved around a lot, because he was trying to control that situation. Yeah. And that might not necessarily have been the case, but it seems very likely that it was. And, yeah, I didn't even look at it like that, but, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, and I also, I also think that Catherine Waterson's character character's husband mm. almost was like i know you, you lost a child i know you had some problems i'll let you do your own thing yeah and they were kind of living separate lives but yeah, together but together yeah and then when she met tally that was it so yeah so so i guess on an emotional level she was ready for a relationship but not with him yeah yeah not with him because of what had happened and it's quite an, it's such a it's a very unusual story because mm. kind of at the end you kind of get the emphasis that she's like, okay, I'm I'm kind of ready to move on with her husband, but at that same time, yeah, she's living like this al like alternative reality where, with this other with, with this other woman, yeah, and yeah. it's it's it was a it was a wonderful like story. It was, it it was, was visually really yeah, visually impressive, was beautiful. Oh, the cinematography was amazing. And but like even like the silence, you know, mm. when she wakes up early in the morning, mm. no seven four sevens going across yeah, and yeah, yeah, background noise. It just seemed it, it was really wonderful. Yeah, and I it, and it almost seemed it kind of gave a vibe of like a like a apocalyptic kind of movie. Almost yeah, post apocalyptic yeah. Yeah, well, I guess in and a the way... the music was weird. I guess yeah. in a way that their relationship was the beginning and ending of something. So, yeah, that would make sense. Mm. That it was like the aftermath of something really bad. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, primarily this is a love story about two women who find each other um, for whatever reason. Obviously, for Catherine Waterston's character, it was pretty obvious why she was looking for something more. Yeah. Because she'd lost something so precious. The, lo the loss of a child, honestly, I, I couldn't imagine it. The grieving process must have... And, and the thing is, is that you could tell how different they were about their process. Like, Ben Affleck was still very much... Casey. A, oh, sorry. Casey Affleck was still very much there for her, but not yeah, there at the oh, same he time. He played a very complex character, because yeah. at the beginning, you kind of hate him. Really? But, well, you know, because he was so standoff with her. Like, you know, yeah. there were moments... And this is why the narration was so important. Like, mm. she would say things like, me me and my husband haven't spoken the entire day. And yeah. you're like... Oh. I see, and I even... Yeah, yeah, I was like, oh, that's a bit weird. Yeah. But... Is it, though? <laughs> well, yeah, probably, probably in those days it was probably really common. Yeah. But, um... But today that but, would be a serious but problem. But, like, the fact that he, he goes so far and beyond 
for her, like yeah. the travelling, that distance. Yeah, and, and the thing is he was willing to do it without even questioning it. Yeah. And and I actually think their relationship was so much more stable. And then when you look at Tally's relationship, gosh, yeah. that was a contrast, if any, if I've ever seen one. It's like, you know what, I, I you know how you say you, you, you kind of think, oh, I hated Casey Affleck's character? I felt that for the other yeah. day. Straight yeah, straight away. Like straight away. Yeah, he was like... just so volatile and... I actually think he's just. I actually think he really didn't like her. Well, that's what I loved about her as well. She always, she always stood up against, against she was, him. Yeah. And yeah. but but like obviously Casey Affleck's, he kind of did but didn't. Like, yeah. Passive aggressive. I think, I think he was just trying to gauge the situation. I think he was passive aggressive yeah. towards it, which which some people might think is is quite. Because passive aggressiveness can be so like annoyingly yeah. frustrating, but I think for her it fitted the situation perfectly because she was, you know, she was just kind of feeding off his his emotion, like, oh, okay, he's not going to talk to me today, so I'm not going to talk to him. She was kind of like that, like kind of emphasizing what was happening between them. But with Tally and her husband, it was the complete opposite. It was like yeah. it was the he was so aggressive all of the time, and even when they were at their place for dinner. I mean, he wasn't... Yeah, that he, was pretty evil. It was almost like he was pretending she wasn't there. Yeah. And I think that's the whole point. Yeah. And that's why Catherine Waterston's character was so concerned. And now, I actually putting those things together, I can understand. Yeah. But this is the thing. Proving a murder back in those days would have been very, very difficult. Especially with all... With the way that they could get sick so quickly. Like, she, he, what he claimed it was diphtheria, right? Yeah. I was actually going to look that up to see what 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 diphtheria actually is because she had you said she had lumps on her face. Well, like, she had a lump on a sim like like, like a, next to her ear, like and a I was, wound. I or, can't really tell. Yeah, or was it? It didn't really kind of show anything. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. it's very very interesting movie. It's probably the best movie I've seen with Kathleen Waterston. Yeah, but yeah, I would agree. This is definitely Kathleen Waterston's best role. So great, the casting amazing. Uh, Casey Affleck's character, I, I actually kind of felt a bit sorry for him, to be honest. Yeah, but it's good. In some ways, it's good when you see stuff like that because you can't always be in the limelight. Yeah. And it's kind of. Yeah, yeah, agree. It's kind of good for him to yeah. you know, like sit back and go, ladies, you can do your thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's how I felt it was, it was like very much like yeah. that. Like he was like. He's definitely the bigger actor out of the group of them. The biggest actor, I would yeah, say. Yeah, but the like, group of them. I, I actually, I believe some ways. That's, but he was playing that's the, the role of, of of an actor or an yeah. actress. If you only have a small part, make it worth make it. Make it worth it. Do your best. Yeah. He'd, oh, he was amazing though. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, j just, just as not, not even the character, but just the way that he was so, he was just so beholden to her, even after everything that yeah. happened. And that's what I loved about his character the most. And I, I reacted completely the opposite to Tally's husband. Like, oh, I mean, I did not like him one bit. But anyway, great movie. We've talked about this one a little bit long, but it's okay. Um, a World to Come, see it. Yeah, see it. See it. Yeah, we've given it a four. I gave it a four out of five because I felt that it could have been... Parts of it would have been, I think, very difficult to telling a story because she was doing everything in her diary yeah and i thought that was kind of for some people that wouldn't be i reckon some people would would get a bit would tipsy be, yeah, and fall asleep yeah, yeah yeah exactly okay and that brings us to land yeah 
land. Yep, with uh, roll and write. Mm-hmm. And same, I was saying, yeah, it's it's definitely a movie about moving on and starting again. Dealing with grief. Dealing with grief. And that's not really... They don't really explain it that much, but obviously it's one of those movies you have to really kind of wait till the end to for, for them yeah. to even explain it but yeah. she only does it in four or five words and yeah. that's pretty practically it it's a good movie yeah. um, it's not as good it's not as good as um, a, the world the world to, to come. come and it's definitely not as good as Nomadland no. uh, yeah. but I thought it was a good movie and it's and it's good seeing Robin Wright kind of do stretching herself stretching herself yeah I mean like the, the good thing about these movies where it's just focused on either one or two people mm. is it's a great time for for COVID because mm. yeah. you, you limit your cast down to yeah. a very small amount and it really kind of pushes the actors and actresses to really kind of go out of their comfort zone comfort zones. Yeah, yeah. And this this is definitely one. I yeah. I thought like um, visually it's, it's 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 I probably would say it's just as good or even better. Yeah. Um, yeah, as Nomadland. Or are you talking about Nomadland? Or? Yeah, well, probably yeah. I would say the. Because Nomadland had I would great. say the, the trinity of like Nomadland, A World to Come, and then obviously this. Yeah, and, like if, you yeah. and if you take a look at all of those movies, what do they have in common? Yeah. Isolation. Isolation. Yeah. Isolation in one, in, in, is something that's talked about and diff very different, told in very different stories, but still there. The only yeah. kind of problem I had is Robin Wright's character was really naive. Yeah. And I found that quite and frustrating really too. really unprepared. Like, yeah. Like, obviously, she starts again, goes up to the mountains, and buys like Wyoming. a piece of land yeah. with a cabin on top, and then decides to become a mountain woman. And yeah. um, she's a city folk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. This is the part that I found about found quite frustrating in that was that she was doing her research after she'd already moved there which is yeah. like you kind of would expect that someone you know logically that someone who's above average intelligence which is what how she seemed to be would would have done these things prior to making the move but you know what then I think about maybe it was just something sudden that she thought about in the spur of the moment yeah, maybe it's I what believe, she felt yeah. she needed she because she actually said she needed to be away from people and I guess that was like a a, a she hadn't really had time to think about it because she was dealing with all this grief after losing her her family. Yeah. And it could have just been a spur-of-the-moment thing where she was like, I have to get out. And I was thinking maybe that's probably what happened. But she did talk to her sister about it, right? Well, I mean, she meant, did she mention it to her sister? Well, that's the thing. Again, like it's, we don't it's, know. it's easily one of those movies where um, you, you still won't get the full picture even after it's finished. You kind of get the impression that she wanted to die, and that was practically it. But yeah. she did talk to her sister. I don't know what about. Yeah. Um, and she was going to a psychiatrist. Yeah. Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. And she only did that because of her sister. Yeah. Her sister but told her. There were just that. moments in this movie. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" Like, yeah. even I wouldn't do. I'm. I would say that I. I'm a city folk. But I've, I lived on a farm before. But some of the stuff she w she was like, doing. <laughs> doing was just crazy. Careless, like, careless, just yeah. stupid. And I think that's the whole point. I think I actually think she was, in a way, even if she wasn't willing to admit it to herself, she was going out there to die. I know, but like, a, a and she same, very nearly did. Yeah, but like, if if that was the case, 
like she goes to the bathroom and a bear comes in and it's like when she starts hiding it's like wouldn't you take a gun with you yeah yeah, Everywhere there, you go. There were so many things that, that just kind of spelled to me that um, she was willing to just do anything to get away from um, the situation. Like she was running, literally running from her grief, which anyone with half a brain knows you can't do. Because <laughs> it eventually makes its way back to you no matter what. And she was kind of very careless with everything that she did. And I think she did that on purpose. Because I actually think, and then and then when that Miguel, when she started yeah. to make friends with that with Miguel, he kind of said to her, "There's much better ways to die." Remember yeah. he said that. Yeah, and she like she was still kind of processing it. Yeah, and I was like, but she said she actually said, "If I starve to death, I starve to death." Yeah, it's like you you, you do realize that it could take day, it could take weeks before you starve to death. Yeah. you'll die of lack of, lack of water first before you die of starvation. Yeah, she really irked me. Yeah. So but, there was, yeah. yeah, that's that's why it's worth three and a half rather than five. Because there were some parts of it, I think, that were just ridiculous. Um, you know, and, and that was, I guess that was part of the writing and part of the character. But I just thought to myself, even I wouldn't make those mistakes, you know. Yeah. I wouldn't. Oh, okay, cool. I'll just go and get firewood in winter. Wouldn't you prepare beforehand? Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's usually what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and when yeah. and when Miguel, when she met Miguel, that was it. When Miguel taught her how to do all the things that she needed to survive. That, and that's all it took. Yeah. That's, but the, the worst thing is, that's all she had to do. Yeah. Was maybe get someone to teach her all the stuff beforehand. Not yeah. just jump in straight. Straight, yeah, Straight into without the ocean, any experience with or no anything. Experience. Even that guy that sold her the land, he even he said that. Yeah, to it's her. like you need a car, and he's like, she's like, no. Yeah, I don't want a car. Yeah. Foolish decision. Don't uh, want a car. I mean, don't want a phone. Threw her phone in the bin. It's like, what if something happens to you? Like what? Like like it did. She had. She purposefully had. Like purposefully went into this without a safety net. And that's that yeah. to me sends a very strong message to people, and not the right one. I can see why a lot of people are getting this kind of like mixed, mixed reviews. reviews. Yeah, and I agree because, yeah, it's a you know it's a very I mean yes it is about the struggle of a woman who's dealing with the worst type of grief ever, and 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 that's also another frustrating aspect is that you don't I mean to be able to understand the grief she's going through it kind of makes sense to talk about what it is and they don't do that until the very end of the film and that just really kind of it's like by that point you're just over it because of all these other frustrating things that happen to her character and it's like wouldn't that have made more sense at the beginning of the yeah, film rather you know than what I just thought of something and I won't spoil it but I'll tell you afterwards okay yeah yeah um so yeah, so this is very much a movie about a woman dealing with the grief of losing her family um, and she decides to go to the wilderness and then it kind of takes off from there. So it's basically her, how she tries to deal with all of that without having the skills or the knowledge to do it. Some would call that reckless, some would call it brave. I call it reckless. I don't call that brave. And, and yeah, and that's the reason why I got three and a half stars yeah. instead of four and a half. But... In terms of the cinematography, one of the most beautiful films I've yeah, seen in a while. Yeah, the music was great. Um, yeah. Where she where she was living, wouldn't have made a piece of that land. Oh my gosh, yeah, it's beautiful. It's beautiful, and it's like a river down underneath, and she can go fishing, get clean water. Yeah, and then when she learned all those skills, then it started to get really interesting because yeah. it was like she was learning all these skills from from Miguel, and she was becoming this formidable person, and I was and I loved that. But it just took too long for me. It was. It was, you know, it was kind of like, here's this person, she's broken, she's fallen over, you know, she needs to get back up. 
here comes Miguel. Miguel is like a person that she doesn't want to what doesn't want to see, but realizes she actually needs him to teach her how to live. And then she suddenly becomes this wonderful person at the end. And it's like, yeah, yeah okay, it's a transformative pro process, but it took a, it took too long to get from point A to point C. Yeah, yeah, and that's what I think a lot of people will probably say. Yeah. Um, but she did direct it as well as actors, you know, act in the film and. The direction, I don't know, there were some weird camera angles I thought that would, could have shown more and I think maybe purposefully she filmed it like that or she wanted it filmed like that. Um, yeah, so f is it her first time directing? I don't I know. I have no I think idea. it is, yeah. But yeah, if you want to see a survival movie or about someone struggling with grief and then want, needing to survive a, situ a situation they put themselves in, it's a good movie for that but be aware that there are a lot of holes. Yes. Like the timing and yeah, the pacing and yeah, there are some things there. Um, okay, so on to our TV show section. Yes, and finally it's ended. Finally, WandaVision has ended. The last episode was showing what, a day ago? Yeah. Um, it was pretty average. What are your thoughts? <laughs> it was average. I thought like the CG was great and stuff, but... Um, I don't know. There was just. Did it seem? Did it seem like a downer for you the last episode? Because for me, it was almost like it was building momentum. Like in the like the first, everyone's talked about. A lot of people have said that the first couple episodes were just slower than the rest and too slow in some places. And that's what I think some people, um, you know, are talking about and pointing out that it doesn't get really good until like the third or fourth episode. Um, but then once you progress beyond that, it does begin to build momentum and you're expecting something huge to happen. And something huge does happen, but not what I expected. Also, uh, the introduction of Agnes. Not everybody thought that was good. I liked it. I, there had to yeah, be a villain. I, I, I honestly believe that a lot of people who like Marvel sometimes don't like the supernatural aspects of yeah. Marvel. And that's why a lot of people kind of go towards the DC side of things because yeah. supernatural things are more prevalent in Pre DC. Yeah. Well, I mean, they do happen in Marvel, but Marvel's not really known for that. It's known mm. for mutants and yeah. robots and yeah. stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, I yeah. like the idea of the alternate vision. The oh yeah, vision. that was cool. And Paul yeah. Bettany in the credits was was credited as Vision and also the Vision. Oh, vision and the vision. Yeah. So vision was him, him, him. His first, like how he was normally. Yeah. And the vision was him after. Yeah. Well, it was the ro the was other the robotic the version, version or version. Yeah, version. And that was awesome when he was fighting him. Yeah. Um, it was the best part was when he converted him. Yeah. I love that. And bit. became essentially yeah, part of yeah exactly became him. him. Yeah. That was that was amazing. And then flew away. And then flew away, and that was it. And we don't hear anything more about him. Yeah, it's and that kind of guts me. That yeah, because kind of really... you're kind of sitting there going, hang on a minute, <laughs> there's this little bit of story that still has to be told, but nah, you know what, let's not worry about and that. And obviously, um, Rambo as well, or aka Photon. Is that what she is? Photon. Yeah, Photon, okay. but what's, yeah. what's exactly going to happen to her no, character now? Yeah. Because now exactly. Wanda's gone somewhere else south. reading the book. Wanda's gone south, she's read the Book of the Dead or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Or oh, and sh so she's learned all about that type of magic now, and she's like this formidable, even more formidable opponent. 
Yeah. But who is she going to be against? That's the big question. Oh, yeah. People are all saying that she's going to be the villain in Doctor Strange. Yeah. Oh, this Doctor Strange movie. Oh, don't, well, I don't know how I feel about that. No, I don't really care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Quite I mean, like, it was good. Like, there's no doubt that, like, um... Uh, Do you I, think... I believe, honestly, if, if they were to choose Loki, should have been the first show. And but I guess we'll be able to tell very soon because that's yeah. coming out soon. But, yeah, I guess there, there are going to be some some people in the fandom that are split, split between, you know, this being a, a great opening season for the Marvel TV spin-offs um, and some people saying it, it isn't it was a weak the weaker choice out of all of the all of the property properties that they own um, I'm not gonna lie one at first I wasn't even interested in WandaVision um, and the first couple episodes were just way too slow for me personally and I almost stopped watching almost because of that um, but thankfully I wasn't the only person that felt that way quite a lot of people did um, but I continued to watch it and then I I really did warm to it because after that I was like oh this is actually you know I mean people are saying well Marvel's taking a, a first you know their first step in this kind of area and it's they're being pioneers and they're doing something different. But they haven't. This is not pioneering. Marvel's done this before. Really? What? what? WandaVision. Well, no what TV shows? No 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 they're not talking about that they're talking about the whole WandaVision concept, you know, how it was oh, she, yeah. she was no, living in a TV no, show. Okay, there's no doubt that's the first. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it's always the best. Yeah, that's true. And I agree. And that's why it takes a couple episodes for me, for, it took a couple of episodes for me to actually warm to the character and yeah. what was going on. Yeah, I mean, like, there's, okay, I, it's not Paul Bettany and it's not Elizabeth Olsen's yeah. fault. Yeah. It's, the yeah. first couple of episodes was bad. But you kind of think, like, in, in retrospect, with the fandom around Loki being so hyped and stuff, mm. you kind of would imagine they would just go swinging out. Exactly, yeah, that's what I kind of thought. Yeah, because the fan base was already there, so or it's even like... even like uh, Captain Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. yeah, which is the next one, right? Captain yeah. Falcon Winter Soldier yeah. starts when? March the 19th? Something like that. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I'm kind of glad they're staggering them, but at the same time... You're kind of forced to watch them yeah. until the next one. I guess we'll get. I guess we'll see what happens with the next series, which is Captain Falcon. Yeah, oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. My, my only other beef is having post and end credits. Yeah. Because. And then you have to watch to the very. You have very to watch end, the very end. Just like they did with all the movies. Yeah, know? I think that's. I think that's kind of greedy. That well, actually, I think it's a great way to do things if you're revealing something much bigger than what you've just shown everybody. So there has to be a catch. There has to be something. It's like, oh, we're showing these these credits. You know, we're showing these scenes in between credits because we want people to, you know, to sit there going, oh, my gosh, this is going to be so good when they continue the story. But I didn't feel that way because I already knew that WandaVision I, I, was going was yeah. to be the, the villain in Doctor Strange. And they, and then they, then they confirmed that the music that was playing in that scene was from Doctor Strange, right? Yeah. So it's pretty obvious that's where they're going. So yeah, I just, I just didn't feel it. I just thought, you know, yeah, Wonder Vision is it's awesome. The concept is awesome, but I don't know what. It's just something that I just, yeah, I can't put my finger on. It was just something that I just didn't like about it. I actually think it ended on a dull note. For me. Yeah, same. Yeah. I was thinking, man, you you guys have such a massive library of like stories and stuff and you choose that yeah. as your opening one 
You could have you could have guys gonna come out swinging with live action X Men. You could have guys or Loki or Loki. Because mm. like I said, the fan base. I mean, the reason why they're even giving Loki a show is because of he's, his popularity. Because yeah, he's, he's so popular. Well, you know what? In some ways, almost as popular, if not more popular than Thor. I actually loved Loki a lot more than I did Thor. Thor's story was okay. Loki's was amazing. Yeah, I thought Thor's was good because obviously he, he was treated pretty bad by his dad. Yeah. And, well, Loki was too. Yeah. Loki's struggle's been the worst. Yeah. Um, and he and, and apparently you know and, and thing is the struggle doesn't end that's the thing he's always struggling for approval and it's like you know what one of these days he's just going to go screw this I don't care anymore and that's exactly what kind of what happened he's like and by that time it was too late because Thanos got hold of him and what I loved at the at that time was that he was even then when he knew he was got, he was will, he was willing to risk his life yeah. to save his brother yeah so at the end who is the who you know who is the true hero really is kind of Loki and people kind of didn't really like that because it was like an anti-hero kind of thing but I loved it and that's the reason why I'm looking so forward to Loki yeah yeah it's gonna be, I actually think it's gonna I be, think be, it's gonna be I think it's gonna be much bigger than WandaVision touch, touch wood. wood yeah so yeah we're just waiting for Falcon and Winter Soldier now and we'll obviously be talking about that episodically as well yeah yeah so our final thing for today, for all mankind, yeah, so season we, one, season one. So obviously we talked about it briefly um, in the last podcast, but now we finished it and we're already uh, like a little bit into season two. Mm. I can honestly tell you that season one is. Oh my yeah. goodness! Honestly, you know what? I thought the expanse was good, and this is the thing: the expanse is good. It's great, but. The, this TV show, honestly, there's a history behind for us for this TV show because I think we watched a teeny weeny bit of the first episode and then we just stopped watching it. No, we we no, we didn't. Oh, we didn't. No. Okay, okay. So for some reason, I th I thought we had, but maybe not. And then we and then I keep saying to Jeremy, this sh I just keep seeing the show popping up everywhere. Yeah. People are talking about this. Maybe we should actually check it out. And yeah, we did. And it was one of the honestly the first season is right up there with some of the best first seasons I've seen in, the t in any TV show. It rivals WandaVision, it honestly does. I think it's better. Yeah, I think, think writing-wise, it's, it's, much it's better. easily better. Yeah. And better characters. And but even the CG. The it's, CG in it is, it's, it's, is top tier it's like, stuff. It's like feature film level. It's yeah. like the, the amount of work that went into making this TV show. And then there's the, the characters as well. I mean, I have to say, season two, because we've, we've, we've started watching... A couple, a little bit of season yeah. two, is a little bit slower for me than season one. But you kind of get that feeling. It's the same with season one. It didn't it did really kind of get while. until like yeah. episode three and four. Yeah. Um, but the characters. But the yeah, the characters in the in the first season are awesome. Probably the strongest female characters I've seen in yeah. a TV show in a really long time. Yeah. Yeah, and I love that. And yeah. and it's so awesome seeing. It spans for so long, yeah. time-wise. And the best part about this is, is not that it's about space, which is obviously incredible, because everybody, who doesn't love space? But I mean, the best part about this TV show is that it's an alternate reality, and I never knew that. That's one of the reasons why I, I kind of held back on wanting to see it. Because I didn't know that it was about an alternate reality. So yes, so for anyone listening to this, if, you, if you've thought about watching For All Mankind and thought, oh, you know what, it's just another NASA story. Is it going to be that interesting? 
it is not just another NASA story. Yeah, it's and what's so awesome is you can see, you can just see where this is going to go because, um, basically the U.S. government or administration is thinking about long-term circumstances, i.e., going to Mars. Yeah, they already built a base on the moon. On the moon, yeah, and they're slowly expanding it, um, and just. Yeah. Just like just it's just phenomenal. You, you know what? It's kind of like the kind of... It's like, to me, the kind of TV show you'd expect to get from Elon Musk. Like that, like that level of, of, of just... Yeah, like yeah. The, the moon stuff is crazy. Like there's a crater on the moon which is three times deeper than the Grand Canyon. I never knew that. And it's millions yeah. of years old. Yeah, that's scary when you think yeah. about it. That is scary. And what I love about it is how they focus on the characters and they flesh them out so much and you just have this like you start off not even maybe liking someone and then at the end of it you're yeah, like I so, really want this it's character so to It's so weird because like yeah, it's, yeah it is a real kind of mix yeah. like some of the characters you're like man that dude is a dick yeah. and then the end you're like oh give me a hug bro yeah <laughs> And then, like in, so... season, and in season two, the characters you, you kind of liked are like kind of dicks now. Yeah, and you're of, like, yeah, yeah. It's like wonderful. Tracy and yeah, stuff like that. it's wonderful. The story writing is amazing. And and that, and I had that experience exactly with um, Joel Kinnaman's wife. Yeah. At the very beginning, I just really didn't like her. I just thought she was just this up, up, you know, kind of snooty, kind of stuck up woman. But by the end of the season, yeah, I like, adored yeah, her. Yeah, you're like, oh, give me a hug. Yeah, and I loved so, her. And same with Gordo as well. I think Gordo's yeah. character's really conflicted. And and I, yeah. Just... That, yeah, they fleshed him out so well. At the very beginning, I just thought I, was, I had no respect for him because of what he was doing to his wife. I was just like, this guy's a dick. And then by the end of it, I was just like, oh, my goodness, I love you, Gordo. Yeah. <laughs> Gordo's amazing. amazing. But, yeah, honestly, this is one of the best... Next to the Expanse, this is definitely one of the yeah, best and you know what? I'm TV so, shows I'm, about space. I'm so happy that we're watching this, especially when the Expanse is going to end. Exactly. Yeah. It kind of exactly. fills the void. It does. Yeah. But, until we get the new version of Battlestar Galactica. Wow. Well, yeah. Yeah. Which they really shouldn't have remade, but they are. So. Yeah. yeah. But um, for all mankind, I'm. <sighs> yeah. We're rooting for this TV show because it's amazing. I don't even. I, I I haven't looked at how many awards it's won, but I'm sure it's won a lot. Because yeah. even for the CG part of it... The stuff on the moon is so yeah. amazing. It, honestly, it makes you believe that this could happen. It really, really does. And when, when you when you mentioned Ad Astra, that made so much I sense told to you. me too. Yeah. yeah. There are parts... Like, if you've seen the movie by... Uh, sorry, the movie with Brad Pitt called Ad Astra, it, there are so many similarities. And, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I mean in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. But it's awesome. Like... um. Like the whole aspect of you know like the Cold War still existing yeah. now and like they're, they're still against each other, you know the the Soviets and also America and like there's like this kind of taboo of, you yeah. know you can, you, you have can't to keep your distance yeah. away from them they are the evil. enemy they are the enemy yeah. yeah and and that's and that is a really cool part. In the alternate reality, it's not the Americans who made it first to the moon. That's actually a very important thing. Yeah. That it's actually the Russians. The Russians were the first on the moon. So that's the alternate part of it. Yeah, and also like the first female also on the moon as well. Yeah, it was a cosmonaut. Yeah. Yeah. When it was actually Oh no, it was a cosmonaut though, right? Yeah. Well, no, not not to the moon, but the first person in space was a cosmonaut. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah, they weren't the first. <laughs> they, as we know, they weren't the first to the moon. But it's just so awesome because it 
It makes like, it so uh, realistic. Well, well, at the same time, it, it's kind of great because it's kind of good seeing America get, get a punch in the stomach. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's what's so endearing about this yeah. TV show and so interesting and engrossing is that the, the alternate reality could very well have happened. And, and this TV show makes you live it. It's like so realistic. And the characters are just so driven and so, oh, just just really, really good. Yeah, I know the third episode's out, so... Yeah, and we'll be watching that today. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's For All Mankind Season 1. Um, we will be doing this seasonally, right? Not not episodically. Yeah, I reckon we do seasonally. Yeah, this one's seasonally. So yeah. we we'll, won't be talking about this till we've finished Season 2, which is a long way off now. But that's us for another Sunday, and thank you so much, as usual, for listening to us. Thank you so much. Thank you. Goodbye. Thanks. Bye.